Thanks for tuning in to The Morning Bell. This morning, we're going to be taking a more in-depth look at charter schools. The question we are trying to answer is, do charter schools, through increased choice and competition, provide better support to students compared to nearby public schools? We also want to know if they do provide better support, what effect does this have on the public schools? And if this isn't the case, why? So, in an article titled, Innovation in Education Markets, Theory and Evidence on the Impact of Competition and Choice in Charter Schools, by Christopher Lubienski, it's discussed that charter schools are often a sort of laboratory designed to generate curricular approaches not available in bureaucratically bound district schools. We looked more into this idea with an interview with Peter Fritzinger, former CFO of DSST, Denver, Denver School of Science and Technology um, Charter School, and we asked for his thoughts on this. So the point that I want to emphasize there is that it wasn't a curricular difference. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a, um, an opportunity when you open a new school, and this makes it very hard for the traditional public schools to change to this model. Mm-hmm. When you start a new school, you can create a new culture. And if you hire the people and you're very specific and intentional about how you describe and then implement that culture, interacting with the students and the teachers and, and getting everyone on the same page, then um, that school from the day it's opened has an advantage. We also talked to Professor Song to find out her views on if charter schools provide better support. There are definitely some really great charter schools that offer very good um, education models and also sometimes reduce class sizes and give students more attention. Um, but in some cases, that's only a, you know, a few examples. Um, And if you think about allocating resources, unless the cake is bigger, if you reallocate resources um, to these charter schools, the money has to come from somewhere for these charter schools, right? Hmm. It appears to be a mixed view on this question. However, it seems both agree that charter schools have more flexibility, which might allow them to differentiate themselves. Right. Let's turn now to college attendance and charter schools. College attendance and persistence rates are the topic in Charter High School's Effects on Long-Term Attainment and Earnings by Tim Sass, Ron Zimmer, Brian Gill, and Kevin Booker. It seems they found that in charter schools in Florida, students that attended a charter school have a 9% point increase in the probability of attending college and a 12% point increase in their chances of persisting in their college attendance compared to other students. It seems that this isn't just limited to Florida. Peter Frensinger discusses this in the context of low-income students at charter schools. 100% of DSST graduates are admitted to four-year colleges, whereas generally only about half of the public school students are. And if you look just at the lower socioeconomic groups, um, your chance of getting into a four-year college is about one in 20, not one in two. Now, what effect does all of that have on public schools? I'm glad you asked, Austin. In California, an article titled, Is Charter School Competition in California Improving the Performance of Traditional Public Schools? by Ron Zimmer and Richard Budden, um, they found that public school principals feel little pressure from charter schools and there is minimal change in public school student outcomes. We also asked Peter Fritzinger, on his thoughts about the relationship between public and charter schools. So we we share very openly 
and we recognize that we depend for many of our services, including the ownership of our physical buildings, uh, the maintenance of those buildings, uh, transportation in some cases, mm -hmm. we depend very heavily on Denver Public Schools. And so it's important to us. We, we have as good a relationship as I've ever heard anywhere in the country. Most often, traditional public schools and, and charter public schools are at odds with each other over financial resources. Mm -hmm. But um, we, we have really quite a strong relationship. Professor Song offers a different take on charter schools' impact on public schools. In public economics, um, there's or slash urban economics, there's this uh, classical theory that's called Thiebaud sorting. Um, basically, the idea is people vote with their feet, so um, they would purchase houses where in areas where they want the uh, public schools located there. So in this case, it would be schools. Um, and so before any sort of outside school choice options were introduced, such as school vouchers or charter schools, um, you know, you're sort of tied to your local public school. And right. so better school districts, uh, housing prices are much higher than the somewhat lower performing school districts. Mm -hmm. But now with this introduction of charter schools, you now don't, you don't have to attend the local neighborhood school. Right. You can um, just choose to go to some charter school located outside of your school district, which give people more options and changes, and that changes the sort of incentive for people to sort into different areas. Given everything we've discussed so far, the question remains, what should be done in the future? What should be done? We asked Peter Fritzinger his thoughts on where we should go from now. Uh, well, the biggest problem we have uh, as, a, as a country, I think, is that there's a very powerful teachers union. Mm -hmm. And um, that union is advocating on behalf of its teachers primarily, not on behalf of its students. It, its first duty is to its members. Mm -hmm. And so I, I see unions as being a significant impediment to change um, at the management level. I'm not talking about teachers. Um, but we need, um, we need their support because they do need to be better paid. They do need more flexibility and, and resources in order to do their jobs well. But they aren't open to the kind of dramatic change that would allow us to, you know, reward the successful teachers mm -hmm. and um, act the way every other organization in the world today acts, which is to put the best foot forward and deal with the problems. And there doesn't seem to be that sort of a culture, as far as I can tell, in the teachers' union. Another issue regarding charter schools is that they may be profit-driven. I asked Professor Song about this issue. But my main concern with charter school is actually um, the fact that there are a lot of charter schools that are very much mismanaged and profit-driven. And mm -hmm. so we're basically putting taxpayers' money into these charter schools, and some of them we don't even know whether they're just, you know, they want to make some money and, and go. Right. Um, so I think there needs to be more thought put into how we um, select and allow 
different parties to run charter schools and how we monitor and supervise the process of them running the school. It seems we can all agree that charter schools offer a strong alternative to traditional public schools. The success, though, it appears might be mixed depending on a range of factors. It seems more analysis will be needed to create a complete picture. Thanks for listening. That's all for today on The Morning Bell.